All right. Hello, world. Hello, world. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster. First G is here on the JNAC podcast. Glad that you guys are tuning in wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, uh, Spotify, or website, or wherever. I'm just so glad that you can tune in and hear what we're talking about here over here at the JNAC Podcast. Now, this is going to be our first podcast other than just um, a replay of service. And who better to be on the first ever JNAC Podcast than uh, this Young woman here, uh, this beautiful <laughs> young woman here. Uh, I'm talking about this woman here. Our guest is a pastor. She is a singer. She's a worshiper for sure. She's a boss, a boss, you know, with an AW. Uh, she's a leader. And most importantly, even though I'm biased, she's a wonderful wife. Yes. I have in the building... Our very own senior pastor, Miss Tiffany Peppers. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. I like that introduction. You know, I I, I tried to bring out the big guns for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. As I as I was writing this stuff down, I'm like, how do I introduce my wife other than here you go? This here is, you this go. is you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You let, there was a few things you left off because I mean, you know, what uh, what did I leave off? I mean, I'm a great cook. Okay, cook, baker. Don't that, doesn't that stuff get get bundled in with some of the other phrases? Oh, some of I the use? other stuff. Yeah, okay. like wife. Like really, cook with wife, yeah, <laughs> sir. Why not? Let's not start the first podcast off with a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was just, I was just kidding. I was okay. just kidding. I was just kidding. So we're here. I got you as our first guest, and I figured that I'd rap with you a bit about how things are going. All right. All right. You just um, you just gave me a list of questions like five minutes ago, so I'm hoping that I can deliver. deliver well, you, well. Know, you know, better late than never, right? That is true. I, I appreciate just came, it. We could have came on here cold, and I could have just... Like a like a lie detector test. <laughs> yes, and test me. <laughs> That's all right. I'm good. I'm good for it. You Go good ahead. for it? Yes, Bishop trained me to be under the gun and just have fire, rapid fire answers. So all I'm all right. right. All right. So first thing I want to get into is just how things are going now that you are senior pastor. Wow. Um, I think things are going good. Things are going, really, things are going really good. Um, we've seen a lot of... Um, new growth in the church, seeing a lot of people stepping up and becoming who they're supposed to be. And that's, that's really been my, my, my goal and my vision for the first year. Um, I, I was joking, telling somebody yesterday, I, I did the first year kind of walking like one of those, you know, when a horse is born and it takes its first little steps and it looks really crazy walking. I said, I kind of felt like that for the first year or so, um, walking with my little wobbly, my little wobbly legs, knowing I, I gotta, I should know how to walk. It's supposed to be, it's, it's in me, but walking sometimes you it feels a little weird still but um i i believe i've stepped into it put on that um put on that that role and and walk i'm walking a little bit more graceful now i would definitely say that you have i would definitely say that you have no, i i didn't see the wobbly knees you didn't see, yes ever. i hid it i tried to hide it yeah, you, sometimes you're standing up at the pulpit and your legs are shaking a little bit <laughs> <laughs> So yes, and people I, looking at you like, what are you going to tell? What us? you going to tell me today? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
That's good. That's yep. good. Uh, I, I I mean, for me, even I have I'm similar. You know, I'm I'm a little. Everyone knows first G is a little rough around the edges. Yes, you are. Uh, I so like it that way, though. As as I'm as I'm going along my way, I'm trying not to cut anybody with my rough edges because <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, I was told not too long ago by someone I'm I'm not gonna say who, but uh, they told me this is a respectable uh, opinion that that. It was coming from. They told me. They say, you know, you 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 created this first G persona slash title slash whatever you want to call it, and you're making it your own, and you walking yeah. well in it. And I I really appreciated that because you know I I I didn't know even if if you take first gentleman out of it, I don't know what a I never knew what a first lady was supposed to do or what exactly a first, not. not uh, not to say anything about first gentleman, so I all of this is new to me, and I'm just trying to to still be me because that's me. I'm going to be me yeah. from, from the from the moment I I was born to the moment that I die. I'm going to be me. Um, yeah. I just but you know you you just hope that me is not too much for other people. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I think the thing about it is, because people always feel that way. I feel that way even for myself, that sometimes I'm too much for people. But um, why is it that we should adapt to their capacity? I have to be who I am and who I'm called to be. And if their capacity is too small, they can take as much of me as they need and they can move on. Or they can find someplace else, you know, to, to be filled up per se. Um, but we have to recognize that who we are and who God created us to be, not necessarily that I'm bringing, you know, flesh into it, but I'm saying who right. God created me to be, I have to walk that out. And I don't know what other first G's are supposed to do, but my first G does what needs to be done. No, okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, and, and I, I think it's about, that. it's also about support. Support is so important, you know, and you've always supported me, even in times where I didn't want to step into this role and in this position. Right. You've always been like, uh, why are you backing Get away together, from this? Get girl. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> yes. You got this. <laughs> you would always tell me, what, why are you stepping back? Right. Why are you trying to be less when you are more than that? And so you've always pushed me for years since we've been married, what, going on 13 years now. Yeah. You've always pushed me Ooh, forward. Ooh, is it that long? You know what? Don't get started. <laughs> yes, going on thirty. It's been twelve years. Going on thirteen. And I yeah. appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I, I just, I just, you know, um, I do believe that you, you are who you are, and, yep. and people can can deal with it. But just speaking in terms of being a leader, um, good leadership does bend a bit, yes, to the people who are following because yes. you know you don't you don't just. Uh, ridicule everyone right. and, and expect them to follow you with with love and exactly with, and with passion. So right. you know you do try to. Um, it, it, it's a balance as with everything. It is a it's always a balance of yeah. you know how much of me am I going to be and how much do I need to step yeah. back. But that's why I said you have to be who God created you to be. Right. And and yes, there are things that as you learn and you grow. You understand how to better deal with people, too, and how much of yourself to let people see. True. Because some people don't don't deserve the front row seat right. to your life. Oh, okay. 
You know, some, we, we spitting bars already <laughs> on the podcast. I guess so. Some people can't have a front row seat. They got to have a mezzanine seat or a balcony seat mm-hmm. to your life. They need to be a little bit further away because in the front row, you know, you can. It's, it's funny because you, you might know, get a little spit on you. You might get a little spit on you. You <laughs> might see stuff you don't want to see. You know, people that sit in our front row at at the church, you know, it's a joke all the time. They like get, they get a show. They sometimes, you know, it's like it's a lot. That can yeah, be seen up at that front it's row. It's a lot could happen. It's a lot could happen. And you got to be very, very careful if you want a front row seat to somebody's life. You got to know what to expect. Very true. Yeah. Well, speaking on what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, it's been about a year and a half yeah. since uh, you were ordained senior pastor. Uh, I was ordained one of the pastors. Um, what are some of the lessons you know, mm. that you can take away from this past year and a half uh, moving forward. How, how did, how, if you look back over this year and a half, what, what do you, what sticks out to you? So first off, I think um, I, I joke um, with the board a lot and tell them, you know, I thought I was already doing everything but preaching. Right here at JNAC, you know, you know that a lot of us that were in leadership and in the on the executive team and, you know, in leadership have known that for the past few years, you know, um, not these years of pastoring, but the years before that pre COVID, you know, um, Bishop had left a lot of the decision making and direction up to me. Um, He still was in charge, you know, and he still did all the preaching. Um. But all of the Monday to, to Monday to really the Monday to Sunday stuff, business wise and things, you know, they were in my purview. Mm-hmm. And so um, w- along with the board, you know, the, the executive board. Um, but I felt like I'm already, you know, I'm, I was already in it. There was something that shifted and happened when I actually received the title. When Absolutely. We had, it when I tell you. The mantle is a real thing. Yeah. It is. It's a real thing. The authority and the anointing and the mantle that comes upon you, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. And you think, and that, that's one of the reasons, you know, like, and you know, me and Bishop, you know, um, and those of you who don't know Bishop Capels, uh, because you may be listening to this podcast and you don't go to Jesus' name, but um, Bishop Capels was the pastor for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And 30 of those years, uh, 17 of those 30, I worked was right there. under him, you yep. know, supporting him in, in different capacities and different things. And he raised me. So uh, from the time I was a teenager on up, him and my aunt. So that relationship was strong. And we, I'm telling you, we, I would argue with him and push back with him a lot in terms of leadership for the church and what needed to happen and where we needed to go because God was just downloading all of this vision into me and I didn't know what to do with it. And so we, me and him would go back and forth all the time. He'd be like, no, we're not ready for that. And no, we're not doing this. And it was really training for me, but I didn't recognize it at the time. I always assumed I'd be in the background running stuff. That was my goal, Mm -hmm. really, was to be in the background doing all of the running and somebody else being the one that's out front. front. Yeah. And so um, when that, because it's not about the out front, I tell people often, preaching is really only 10% of what a pastor does. Okay. It's not, it's not the whole of your job. Right. There's a whole lot more to what you do than just the preaching. A lot more. 
And so um, that mantle and that weight that came, it was heavy. It's like it's like when people when people talk about marriage and they say, "Well, we've been together for so many years. Mm-hmm. Like, what what difference? What's gonna what difference is gonna, gonna happen? Gonna, yeah. It's like it's a big it's difference. a big difference, and it's a big shift. It is. And, it and is. It's like you you it. It's almost like an invisible thing. Yes. You know, it's like, it's not like literally a weight or anything. It's, yep. it's like unseen. It's unseen. But it is so heavy and, and other so people impactful. don't Other people don't recognize it as well unless they've been unless in the same position. Yep. You don't know what it feels like yep. unless you've been in the same position. Yep. And I, I will hear people say that often about, you know, because people will say when somebody's grieving, oh, I know how you feel, you know, but you don't. Nope. When someone's grieving, you don't you don't know how they feel because you don't know their relationship with that person. You don't know. There's a lot of things that you don't know about it. Yeah. So we're so quick sometimes to tell people, I know how you feel, and you don't really know how they feel. Yeah. Um, but the closest that anyone can kind of come to it are other ministers, I mean, people who have right. led churches. And even they don't understand how I would feel leading a church, an established church, you know, an established church that I've been at, you know, since, since my mother joined the church in ni- January, well, January of 1980 is when Bishop and First Lady Caples joined. And my mother came along in that same year, 1980. Well, I was born uh, like around a month before that. Yeah. So it's like that relationship with this church has been my whole life. Yeah. And to now be ministering to people who were my leaders as a child is heavy stuff. Yep. And you want to talk about even uh, not knowing it, it, it's the shift of responsibility yes. for me, which is, which is why no one can really tell you yeah. because it's like all of a sudden you go from, yeah, you see the situations you're there, but the responsibility doesn't fall to you. Mm-hmm. Some of it may. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it, it, it's it's all on on the leader because right. I don't, I don't believe in leadership that way anyway. But the 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 buck stops here, so yeah. to speak, right? So when you're in that when you when you're coming from the background of just supporting the head mm-hmm. to becoming the head, yes. it is another level of responsibility that shifts to you yes. that you just, you don't yes. know about it until you get it. And you have to learn what things you need to focus on and what things you need to just give over to God. Right. And, and it's sometimes it's you you have to di- differentiate between what's my responsibility and what's, and what's God's. God's responsibility. Yeah. And that's a tight rope that you walk every All single day to make sure that you know. And then also, you know, add into that the 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 liability you feel for people's souls, oh, you know, man. and yeah. and making sure that the word that you're delivering is something that they can eat and something that they can grow from. Yep. And then when you don't see growth in people's lives, how to be able to to you question not, yourself. You you do that and then there's a there's that. Yeah. You begin questioning yourself like you know, I've been preaching this or I've been saying this. Do they get it? Yeah, Do they was, understand yeah, yeah. that there's all of that pressure? And a lot of times you have to give it back over to God every single. So for me, and I've noticed this even about my preaching and about Sundays, 
I've noticed that the Sunday where everybody is all hype and shouting and excited, you know, you get people who are like, oh my goodness, it was so awesome. Church was so great. Then you have those quiet Sundays, right? Where people are not really shouting. They're not really, but they're just sitting and they're gleaning. And I've learned that some of those times are some of the most impactful Mm -hmm. because people come back to me and say, you don't understand what I was going through. And I felt like God gave you, like God allowed you to see me. Mm-hmm. And, th- and so I've learned to not even worry about, and, and, you know, and that's something even, cause I come from praise and worship, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned that worshiper. Yeah. I- I'm the type where I'm a worship. Like you go get up and get some of this praise. <laughs> right. You go, you about to get Stand some to of this worship, feet. you know, get up. <laughs> I don't do all of that, but yes, you know, it's like, no, you about to get this worship right here. And so I've been that, you know, I've tried to make sure that when, I'm preaching that I allow people to receive it however they need to, but not to be moved by the crowd. Okay. Not to be moved by their reception. Right. Because sometimes when they don't seem like they're receiving, is when it's actually going, the word when, is actually going yeah, deeper. It's actually being effective. Yes. Yeah. And other people will come back and say, oh, we really didn't have exciting church today. But they don't understand. It wasn't about what we did today. Right. It was about how deep the word went you today. You know, most of the time when they say we didn't have exciting, they just mean the show. It, yeah, it wasn't, exactly. It wasn't a show today. Exactly. Yeah. And it don't, it doesn't need to be a show. No, it doesn't. Because sometimes we get so showy, we don't actually have deliverance. Right. It's just like in movies, right? Like everybody thinks like, oh, well, the Third act needs to have this big explosions, right? And huge fights and battle scenes and everything. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple uh, as two people having a, a intimate, emotional conversation couldn't close a movie out just as effectively. Yeah. And so it doesn't always need to be this flash and, and flare and everything Mm-mm, like it that. It doesn't because if it's you know it it makes me think of um, it makes me think of Elijah when he was you know sitting in the in the cave and the Bible says that there was this loud there were the loud you know thunder and all of that mm-hmm. and but God wasn't in it. Right. You got to listen. And it doesn't mean that God's not in the loud. Right. It doesn't mean that he's not right. in the thunder. And it's not that he's not. But there's you have to know you have to be attentive to the spirit enough to know when he's in the small voice, when he's in when he's in the quiet places, yeah. just like he is in the loud, because yeah. everything's not going to be loud all the time. Nope. There's also going to be times where God's just going to speak to you. And it's not even coming from the person on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. It could be after church. It could be before church. It can be the conversation that you have with somebody as you're walking out to your car and you break down in tears because they saw you. Right. They saw you and they were able to speak into you and speak life to you. And that is the part that church is supposed to be. Not just the what happens on stage, but what happens between people, the one on ones and the and the family get togethers and the people that are connecting. That's one of the things I love about JNAC is that there's so many people who connect with others beyond like they didn't even know them when they came in but by the time they leave church they're family mm-hmm. you know and now they over each other's house at Thanksgiving or they're in each you know they're in each other's uh, at each other's house for Christmas or Sunday dinner or they're going out to eat together and you just met them mm-hmm. you know or or you just met them a, a, a few months ago and now they're so connected to you that you can't even remember and and all of these connections can happen when you're open and you're ready to see God move and not just see a show. Amen. 
Amen. I can say it better myself. <laughs> but uh, speaking of being open, uh-oh. Speaking of being open, one of the big headlines from the transition was the fact that you, in fact, are a woman. A, a beautiful woman, nonetheless. Ah, I was about to say, you should yeah. know. But <laughs> yes. A woman. I'm and, your woman. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that some people felt some kind of way. Ah. You being a woman. Yes. Standing up on that on that show stage, on mm. that, on that pulpit. <laughs> uh tell me um what you think about when you think about women in ministry. The first word that comes to my mind as women in ministry is actually, um, and I'm going to go on and say let's it. Get, let's get raw. <laughs> let's, let's get, get raw. raw. Let's tell them how it is. Uh, I'm going to say unprotected. Okay. Unprotected. And unprotected not just by men, but also by women. Okay. Um, people love to say, you know, in the last days, the Lord has poured out his spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm. But why is it that when he begins pouring out his spirit, you have a problem with it? Mm-hmm. And um, so I say unprotected because sometimes women are out there fighting a battle. And let's just be honest. It's not just in the church. It's okay. in corporate America. Absolutely. It's in sports. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's in it's in all types of areas and mm. things that I got so many opinions. I know. I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going to get too raw just yet. I got I got to find my footing on these uh podcast yeah, airwaves. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and so I, we not I don't want to really go deep into this. I think that we may need a podcast dedicated specifically to I, I agree. um this subject, but um an unedited raw <laughs> Conversation. Yes. Because yes. we do need it does need to be had. It needs to be had, but it needs to be had with the right people. I agree. Because some, my thing is this. It's not my job to change your mind. Okay. It's not my job to because if you don't believe it, I'm okay with that. Just just do what you do. Right. You know, that's what you have to do, because this is the thing about God. He doesn't hold us accountable for other people's thoughts and their actions. Right. He only holds us accountable for our actions. Right. So for me, you know, and even with even with, um, you know, looking into the word of God and you can see so many places where God is so clear about how he used women in the gospel, mm-hmm. even in that society that was anti-woman. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. So Jesus was born. He chose the Jewish people to come through, knowing that he was coming into a society that did not honor and protect women. Mm-hmm. And with that, he still loved and protected women. Mm-hmm. The Bible shows us that women were not even allowed to hear and to be disciples. And he still had women disciples. Women were not allowed to um, to serve men in certain capacities and in certain ways. And he still allowed Mary to wash his feet with her tears. He still allowed those relations. He still came to Mary and Martha and 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 rescued their brother Lazarus. He still cried with them. He still met the woman at the well. He still let the woman with the issue of blood touch him. All of these things. 
Jesus did to show his love for women. And we still, and then we go even to Paul. Paul had women who he called co-laborers, but people never bring that up. Right. They only bring up when he said the women should be silent in church and they never go in there to read the story and find out why did he say what he said. And who was he saying it to? And who was he saying it to? Yep. They don't read any of that. They don't go into that. They just, and you know why? It's because we have been taught wrong for many years and some people would rather be loyal to a lie than to receive deliverance in the truth. And what else did Paul say in them letters? About rules, about whether or not <laughs> is this a, was this a commandment? Is this a rule? Oh, he, you know what he said? A lot of things, and 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 I, and I don't want to get into the back and forth of it because it, it starts to get controversial, and it doesn't need to be because honestly, you can believe whatever you want to believe, true, but just stand on what you believe, okay? And so. For me, you know, when it comes to um, the, the Bible and all of it, I tell people, just go pray for yourself. Absolutely. Because even if we go all the way back to Old Testament, Jesus hadn't even come yet. And we talk about Old Testament and um, the daughters, I, 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 um, I think it was, was it the daughters of Zelophehad? I don't, I, I got to remember who it was. It was the daughters and they came to Moses because their father did not have any sons. Mm-hmm. And so they were left out of the inheritance Mm -hmm. and they came to Moses and they said, our father didn't have sons. And so you have left us out, Mm -hmm. but our father was loyal. So if you leave us out, that's unjust because he served and he did his part and he didn't have any sons and we don't have husbands, but we should not be left out of the inheritance of God. And the Bible says that Moses didn't know what to do because the law said they couldn't be part. And when he went and prayed, God said, they're right. Mm -hmm. He said, give them their inheritance because they deserve it. And this is this. And I'm telling you, this is all the way back in Old Testament. This is Moses. okay? this is the first. This is children of Israel. And God was clear that we should receive the same inheritance that everyone else receives Mm -hmm. because he has shown himself over and over through the scriptures. Even when he made Adam and Eve, the Bible says male and female created he them. Mm -hmm. It was all together. Mm -hmm. It was when sin came into the world that we began to have this separation and this fight between the genders. And we should, we should be so far beyond that by now, but we're still fighting because of the people who came before us and the fights that they had. It's funny. There's, there's so many, there's so many ways people use uh, the Bible to, to credit the messenger, whether it be, Oh, well, how's this person speaking? He's, he didn't did this or he didn't did that, but there's no, Grace given to a woman, a woman by by no means some some people feel like they shouldn't even be speaking, but yet um God uses everybody, yes, he does as a messenger, yes, so don't worry so much about where the message is coming from, just know if God is there in the message, yeah, then you then then that's all that's that that's yeah. important, and find out if it if it if it clicks with you absolutely because I have heard people say. I mean, honestly say they would rather follow a male preacher 
deep in sin. Yep. Then follow a woman that's yeah, righteous because, and holy. Because, like I said, they they find a way to write the sin <laughs> exactly. away. Exactly, they write the sin away. Yeah, but they they have an issue. So definitely, and 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 um, it was the daughters of Zelophehad, and their father had died, and, and he didn't I was have. I'm gonna say this a podcast. Pull it's, your phone out. Let's, I did. I pulled it, it out after I stopped talking. But yes, yeah. it was the daughters of Zelophehad, and so you know, it's 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 important that we understand. And this is one of the things that I've told other people. I'm I'm not gonna fight people who believe a certain way nor should you right because it's not up to me to fight them i don't want to fight them i want you to be in peace and go on and go forth just don't try to come over here and fight me i've had people who come under different posts and different things and will have something to say or you know you a woman you shouldn't be saying nothing and and you know it's funny because i go back to one of my mentors um you know dr miles Mm -hmm. Uh, he told me years ago he says, you know, because this is one of the things that people like to say, a woman should be silent in the church. Mm-hmm. But if you look at churches, a lot of churches, not ours, but most churches are made up of 80, 90 percent women. Yep. And they're very vocal. And they're very vocal, except for the preaching. Yep. Women do everything in the church. Yep. But preaching. Yep. And we will shut a woman down the minute she steps up into the pulpit. But we don't mind her paying tithes. Yep. We don't. <laughs> we don't mind her singing her songs. Mm-hmm. We don't mind her playing the instruments. Telling we don't, the announcements. We don't mind her telling the announcements. We don't mind. She can do all of these different things. Yeah. But don't let her open that Bible. Yep. She can testify. Yeah. Give you a whole word. Mm-hmm. But don't let her open up that Bible and give you a word and call herself. A minister. Listen, we can we can go on and on with this, and and I'm not I'm not. And, let, stay well, here. and let me say this. Let me say this because this is what I was talking about with Dr. Miles. Dr. Miles told me he said churches are made up. Most churches are made up of mostly women. Absolutely, that's a fact. And yet, and still, church culture, old school church culture, will try to keep a woman silent. Yeah. He said, and why is that? He said, you should never allow people to change what you believe because of how they've been taught. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and he kind of led me through that and kind of showed that to me. And this was years ago before I was even because, you know, God had kind of been dealing with me about ministry. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And he was telling me over and over again, even back then, you know, like you you looking at this wrong because you don't understand the power that's in you. God wouldn't have deposited the power in you. If he did not have a purpose for it absolutely, because he doesn't waste. And for me, a lot of times when, when people come against me and say, well, you shouldn't be preaching. I say, well, I don't know what else to do because he gave it to me and he told me to open my mouth. Absolutely. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it. (laughs) I know some people who pray for ministry. I never prayed for ministry. And you also didn't ask for this person's opinion. And I, and I also didn't ask for that. (laughs) See, you about to get wrong. Let us move on (laughs) because I know my husband and he's going to go off in a minute if he keep thinking about it. So look, uh, you know, look, uh, yes, I can. And I'm very 
passionate about it. And I'm a and I'm a man through and through. And yes, I'm, you are. <laughs> and, but but I'm a defender. I'm a defender in women in ministry. Absolutely. Um, but get, get, let's let's swing it back around. So you know, you're dealing with this. You're dealing with people not liking the fact that you're a woman. You're dealing with uh, taking the mantle and the weight of it and all of that. And you also got a great home. <laughs> yes. Big families, lots of stuff going on there. I, I so I've heard. <laughs> so you've heard. I might have the inside track <laughs> on that. Um let's talk about how we keep things balanced. Mm, um, uh, do we? <laughs> do we keep it balanced? Okay, okay. How we attempt <laughs> Okay, yeah. to keep yeah. things balanced uh as we move forward. How how important is balance to you? Um Balance is important, but I recognize that balance is sometimes an illusion. It's always an illusion. <laughs> always. always. I don't want to use the word always because some people feel like they have balance. No, no, let me tell you why I say that. Because because you you know how I feel about this. Like, yes. like when, when someone says, uh, you need to give 110%. Yeah. That, that's, you can't give 110%. No one can. Right. I, and it's not a matter of how hard you're working. It's that. There's only 100% in everything. 110% is a way just to say to work harder, but that just means you ain't going 100% either. Yeah. Um, But the reason why I say um, it's always an illusion is because balance, um, most people define it as Mm 50-50. But that's not... It's not. It's 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 almost it's only 50-50 for moments. Like if you look at a scale that balances, it it, it sways. Yep. And it's only 50-50 for little moments at a time. Yep. It just stays in this area. It might one time it might be 70-30, then it might go to 60-40 mm-hmm. and this and that. So balance is where you are at the time and once you notice the scale tipping maybe towards something a little more, you got to try and bring it back. So that's why I say balance is always an illusion. Yeah. So I, I look at it as something every day is going to lose and something every day is going to win. Yep. And you have to make that choice yep. um, because you can't win in every area of your life every single day. But why not? Just give 110%. <laughs> you can't. You cannot do that. But what you need to always make sure of is that that same area is not losing every day. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I said, yeah. So you have to make choices about things. You know, I, I have different people in my life who have shared with me different things of how they've chosen what to do and when to do it and how they've, you know, um, um, sacrificed things for the sake of their families. And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, people don't understand. And that's a part of that women in ministry portion and women in leadership issue is because, um, women have to take so much more of the weight of the home life Mm -hmm. And because they have to take so much more of the weight of the home life, it takes away from them being able to be successful in other areas sometimes. And sometimes when you see a successful woman, she has sometimes, not all the time, had to sacrifice things in her life. Or, you know, she's she's blessed like me and has an awesome husband that says, Aww. you know, <laughs> that says, you know, I carry this much 
because I know you got this. Right. You know, I could carry this because I know you have this. Like, you know, I to be honest, I never really help like Francis BJ with his homework. That's always a ne- you thing, never, you know. Never really. I never help okay. with homework. Sounds better. <laughs> that sounds better. I never help with homework. I'm admitting it live on the podcast here. Well, that's okay. Um, yes, and it is. It is. Um, I rarely, rarely cook, but you know, I have my moments, right? I, sometimes you cook I cook more than you want to give. Uh, credit for it. Yes, lo- I do. But you love to cook. I your do f- love your, cooking. Your love language is food. My love language is feeding people. Right. Mm-hmm. So as you know, that's... In- including yourself. <laughs> including myself. I love food. So I do try to cook, but I'm not the come home every day at the same time. Dinner on the table every single day. No. So I think you, I think you would be if that were where you were at in life because you're anything that you do, you give all to it. Like, like you're a planner, you're a, you're a somewhat of a perfectionist. So you're going <laughs> to, you're whatever you do, you're going to make I try sure to that, do it's, it. that it's consistent and right. that it's well done. But I don't think I ever would be a everyday cook person, you know, because no, you he, don't have the personality. I don't have the personality yeah. for that. Cause yeah. even I could never be the stay at home person. Right. Because it's just not like, I have to be, going and doing something all the time that's just my personality so um so i i wouldn't be that anyway i don't even know how we married because my personality (laughs) is let's stay home let's stay home let's (laughs) let's do nothing today and i'm like do nothing right you know like that is preposterous that is crazy talk what do you mean we we got a day off let's go and take care of some errands you know let's go think of something to do you know so that's that's me so it's hard for me to be balanced sometimes because, or to even try to be balanced. Um, and we all have some areas where we never put the energy and the focus, you know, right. because it loses out. And because you're trying to keep everything else up, you know, I, I'm currently, you know, a pastor of a church. Um, I'm also, you know, um, and that has so many layers to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to preach. So there's that part of me that has to do ministry. And I have to, I have to, for instance, I, I uh, tell people I have to read the Bible to preach. I also have to read the Bible to feed my soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have to read the Bible as a discipline. You and know? it's funny too, because each time you're reading for these different purposes, it's Completely different type of read. It is. It is. And it's a different sometimes interpretation of what mm-hmm. you're reading. So, you know, that's my life, though, is that I have everything that I do has so many layers to it. And so, um, you know, I've learned that I'm going to win in some areas, but I need to put some other things priority. And you can't always do that until you get some stuff in order, you right. know, that's why discipline is so important. Yep. And it's because as you put things in order, you can have a more disciplined life and mm-hmm. you can have more because instead of using the word having a balanced life, I would rather have a disciplined life. That's good. That's good. Discipline is very important trait to have as a leader. Um, well, this was fun. Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go into, um, before we get out of here, I am going to ask you about your vision for the future because we spoke about it being a year and a half. Um, 
what does the next year and a half look like? What does the next five years look like? And, you know, if you want to go 10 years, you can go 10 years. <laughs> I don't have the vision that you have being the, the visionary that you are. So just tell me what your vision for the future is. Well, um, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm holding on for dear life, <laughs> partially. <laughs> like, Lord, what are you doing? Y'all hear that, JNAC out there? It's going to be a fun ride. Y'all it's better hold be on. It's going to be a ride. Um, you know, God has shown me quite a few things. He's shown me quite a few things and how to prepare um, one of the things that he has, a, a big part of what he has shown me has to deal with um, preparing leaders. Absolutely. Because what needs to happen, I can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. I need more. No one can. Right. But you need more people. And, and I, I, we say no one can, but if the church stayed the way it is right now, we could exist. And we can move forward. And that's one of the things Bishop said when he... I don't agree. Well, I know. Uh, that's one of the things that he said when he um, decided to to, to um, transition was that things were going good, but what about building for the future? Right. And so he said he needed to decrease. He needed to move out of the um, out of the 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 vision casting position. Which that in itself, that decision... Is a whole podcast by it itself. Is, it is. I don't think you would get him to sit down I, to have it though. No, but. he don't like. He don't. <laughs> he don't do this kind of stuff. No, he's very matter of fact. And let's get to the end of the conversation. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, it, that decision. It wasn't normal. It wasn't. No, it uh, wasn't. Uh, what What always happened? Matter yes. of fact, it's it's rare. I, I've I've. I've never really seen it happen people, without someone being sick yeah, or someone. Die in the pool di- yes, yes, I've never, I have never personally seen it really happen. You're starting to see it now. Like, you know, you've seen a pastor Meeks in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He recently um, went into retirement and, and he's traveling and doing some different things. You see some different preachers that are doing it. Um, even uh, Apostolic Church of God just announced that they're moving into that. And Dr. Byron Brazier is getting, is is preparing his next person. So you're seeing it, but you know, Bishop was 60, um, I got 63 four or something like mm-hmm. 65 64 yep. and and decided to do this and that's very rare yep. you know normally in their seventh person 70s or 80s they might decide yeah. but i think that that's a part of where we're in yeah i believe that we are in a suddenly where god's about to do some amazing things my job has been trying to trying to get the people not motivated but inspired to see the possibilities of what God wants to do through them. Mm. Because I believe that we are a community-focused church. I believe that we are, you know, Bishop was that way, you know, and it, it was just, it was very taxing and very trying. And and I know that, you know, we used to be really, really out in the community and we we started to, to um, come back within ourselves because it was just, it was so much to do. And there's so much fighting and issues, especially around Lake County. Sometimes you can't get things done because people are too big. The people who should be coming together and collaborating instead want to compete, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, 
like sometimes you just want to, you know, just like, you know what? Just, I don't want to do this no yeah. more. We just, we, I, I can't put all my energy into that when I got people already yep. to take care of. Yep. And so we had started just taking care of the people who we were connected to. And we've been trying to reach back out. And and, and not that we stopped community work altogether, because we never did. No. But it was very, very costly to our peace to our finances mm-hmm. and all the different things that we were doing. It was costly for the church. And so now we are turning back saying, you know what? This community is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. The people around here, they may never come to our church, but we still need to do the work to help them see Christ. That's kingdom focused. It's mindset. being kingdom focused. And that's a part of our culture, um, you know, strategy that we've developed, being kingdom focused, being um other people focus, you know, not that's being like focused a, on ourselves. That's like a foreign language. I'm going to <laughs> pray for you. I'm going to assist you. I'm going to do what I need to do with you. And you don't even go to my church. And you don't even go to my church. And you don't have to. And you don't have and to. And I'm not. And let's say even you left my church. That's okay. Because are you still in the kingdom? Yeah, absolutely. Are you still focusing on God? Because maybe, maybe you're not meant to work in this vineyard anymore. But you can go over to the other vineyard, and that's still you're still. My sister, lot, you're still my brother. A lot of airplanes can get you to Florida. A lot of churches can get you to saved. heaven. Yeah, you're, yes, right. you're right. It's not just mine. Right. But you have to find where you're supposed to be in the body. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible tells us he places each one of us in the body as it pleases him. So you have to know where you're supposed to be placed and not trying to amputate yourself. Right. To go somewhere else. I was telling me and Pastor Derek Caples were talking the other day, and I told him, I said, I I prefer getting people from the streets. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have people come to church and they ain't never been to nobody's church. Well, because I, well, I, this is know. this is this is just me. <laughs> I said, give me give me the dirty Christians. Some of the, give me the dirty people. Some I want the, somebody some that just people. came from smoking, <laughs> just got high and walked here, you know, and they don't know nothing about Jesus, but they know they need something instead of the people who have so much church hurt on them that no matter what you do, you're still the enemy. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much I love you, no matter how much I try to minister to you, you can still only see me through the eyes of your hurt. And that's a hard place to be. So not that I don't welcome, I welcome anybody to Jesus name, but it's harder to get past. It's like, you know, I was, um, me and him were saying, uh, it's like, if you marry somebody and they on their fourth husband, they ain't trying as hard <laughs> no. as they were with that first and one. They, let me, let, you know, they got all kinds of stuff. They got all kinds of issues that they come in with. And some people be on their fourth and fifth church mm-hmm. coming in and saying, you know, I'm ready to be used. And it's and there's there's some issues there. So so and, and we got into this talking about vision for the future, but right. I it's important because all of these things and shifting this culture is going to take a lot, mm-hmm. but it takes more from other people stepping up and knowing who they are in Christ and that's so why that it can be done. That's why developing other leaders, developing is so leaders is so key. It's so key. Yeah. Yep. Good, good, good. Well, I think we've uh, completed a podcast. What you think? 
I think we have. Uh, is this the a, first one? You were such this a, the first one. You right? were such a great guest. Thank you. You were such a great guest. Thank you. I'll be uh, waiting for my check or payment. Do you pay for this? Do I? Girl. <laughs> See, podcast about to be over before well, it even starts. <laughs> well, not a. Uh, not only that, the podcast is not going to be over. It's going to go on for quite a while. And yes. um, just a quick update for everybody listening about what you can expect moving forward. Um, as I said, I am your friendly neighborhood podcaster. First G, Greg Peppers himself. Um, I will be your quote unquote bus driver uh, <laughs> through these uh, treacherous, treacherous roads that we're going to go down. But that doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm only going to be the only bus driver. It's I'm not going to be the only one driving. There will be times, um, whether it be on this feed or another feed, where uh, whether it be uh, Pastor herself. Yes, it be, I, you know, I've asked you for my own podcast. Am I going to get my own podcast, or am I only going to be a guest on yours? Because I, you know, I want to talk about some stuff. Seek ye first. <laughs> The kingdom, the kingdom of God. Okay. Before yes, you start seeking your yes, podcast, sir. yes, sir, I will. <laughs> I, I'll I'll be over here and be quiet. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I'll be a bus driver. I'm going to be the host of the JNAC podcast. But like I said, there'll be other feeds with uh, different people. And is it um, always going to be churchy? Or because you told me we were going to have a so podcast you, you cut me on off. the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz. We will. I, the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz is coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> And I know I'm going. I know I'm going to lose my black card, but uh, that's coming. I do not understand why you look, hate the look, Wiz we're so not much. Gonna, we're not going to get into this right now. It is, I, I mean, that's musical you, genius. I don't hate the Wiz. You can't win. You can't. You can't win this argument. <laughs> you can't break even. You can't get out of the game. I tell you what. Once I get somewhere over the rainbow, maybe I'll hear that. <laughs> But when I think of home, I think of a place where... There were crackheads on the You know what? I'm done with you. (laughs) Didn't she live in the hood? Okay, move on. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope you continue to tune in, JNAC family. Oh, the world. Not just JNAC family, the world. We hope you continue to tune in to the JNAC podcast. Um, I'm not going to commit to a number how many times per week we're going to be coming out, but it will be multiple. It's not just going to be one a week. Um, So we hope you tune in, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Again, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Spotify, whether it be on our um, webpage and on our uh, JNAC app, make sure you check all that for the podcasts that are coming up. Uh, Baby? Yes. I thank you for being the first guest and who better than our leader to lead us into this future yes thank you first g thank you to everybody for tuning in i love you and i hope you enjoy the rest of your day all right see y'all later